Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. So as the new year starts, the, the word that I believe the Holy Spirit has given me is favor. I believe we're going to see the favor of God this year in 2022. And I can't think of any better way to start out the first Sunday of this year by listening and hearing and getting the anointing, come on, from Stephen Hill. Y'all put your hands together. Come on, house family. Y'all welcome Stephen Hill to the stage. All right, house family. How y'all doing this morning? Y'all doing great? Well, listen, like Pastor Stephen said, my name is Stephen Hill, and I am the creatives director here at the house. Listen, we hope that you guys had a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's Day. Come on, I got to go see the new Spider-Man, and that was fun. How many of you guys got to go see that? Anybody want to go see that? It's pretty good, right? And so, but we are back here. Come on, it is the very first Sunday of 2022. Come on. So we are glad you guys here. If you're online and watching, welcome, welcome. Um, But we have arrived. And before we just dive into everything, I do just want to take a quick moment to honor our pastors, Pastor Stephen and Katie. Listen, in the time that we live in, man, it's, it's, Everyone is busy, right? We're always navigating schedules, uh, just life. We're navigating responsibilities, and it can be very difficult to prioritize growth. Uh, But one thing that I really value about them is that they never put that on the back burner. Each year that I've known them, year in and year out, I've seen them allow the Lord to shape them, to mold them, to encourage their faith, and to build them up. And I just want to say thank you for them modeling that process and them modeling that progression in their life. And so let's give them a hand this morning. Well, all right. Listen, it is the new year. And when it usually comes to the new year, I think that there's like two different types of people, right? I think on one side of the spectrum, you have the people who don't really... They don't really care that much, to be honest with you. They they may think that, okay, nothing has really changed. I am the same person that I was last year, and my situation hasn't changed that much. And the only thing that's truly different is just the number on the calendar. Uh, but on the other aspect, on the other side of the spectrum, I think you have those people who absolutely love the new year, all right? You could usually spot these people out because they usually go by the motto, it's a new year, it's a new it's new me, right? New year, new me. And they always go around saying this, and they have their New Year's resolutions, they have their goals already lined out for the whole year. Come on, maybe they want to get engaged this year. And so they're saying, okay, ring by spring, baby, ring by spring. Maybe... <laughs> maybe they are wanting to get in shape, and so they're going to go to Planet Fitness down the road and get that new gym membership, and they're going to lose 50 pounds in the first 50 days of the new year. Whatever whatever it is, man, I don't don't know where you may be this morning, but I do think that there should be like a level of excitement when it comes to the new year. Um, In Psalms 118.24, it says this, uh, that this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And every year, like every day, I believe, is a, is a year that the Lord has created. And so for this particular year, you may not know it yet, but God has a plan for it. He has a purpose for this year. And even though we may have to go through life's ups and downs and the realities of everything that we have to face as we navigate life, I believe that he has called us to such a time as this. And so we are here on purpose. There's a reason for us being here. And I believe that we can choose to say, okay, we're going to rejoice 
and be glad. Um, we could take a look back at last year and everything that he has graced us through. We could take a look at last year and see that everything that he has protected us from. And we can say that we are going to rejoice and be glad because God has never left us. We are going to rejoice and be glad because through him we can have victory. And so the simple truth, I believe, is that God does have a very specific plan for us. That he has a goal, he has a plan for us, but the actions that we take and what we do, they determine our outcome. The choices that we do, they frame up our reality. And so to reach any destination, you have to go through a journey. And from time to time, I think it's very good to remind ourselves that things won't just happen, right? Just because we're breathing, just because we are alive, just because we are existing doesn't mean that things will happen the way that they're supposed to happen. I believe that God could bless us with 120 years of life, but if we're not being fruitful, if we're not producing something, if we're not cultivating something, then what is the point? In order for us to have a life that counts, we have to build it. We have to take the seed that God has given us and we have to water it. We have to grow it. We have to say, I am going to choose to do something with what God has given me. And so today, we are starting a brand new series, and it is called Building a Life That Counts. Somebody look at their neighbor and say, Building a Life That Counts. Awesome. And so a life that counts is all about a life that brings glory to God. I believe that the world can throw a million different things at you to live for. You know, we have education, we have money, we have career all these, thi all these things, they are definitely important, and we have to go through these things, and we have to build them up. But I think if they are our number one, if they are our number one priority, and God falls anywhere in underneath that, then we end up giving glory elsewhere, right? We end up giving glory to what we give our time to, what we give our resources to, what we give our money to. But I think God is the one who, he's the only one that deserves the glory, and he's the only one that we should be doing that for. And so when it comes to building a life that counts, it kind of reminds me of Luke 14, 28 through 30. And that says, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish it, all who see it will begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Come on, before you start building something, you better pause <laughs> before you start, before you jump into that relationship, you better pause and think a little bit. Before you quit one job and hop into another job, you better pause and think a little bit. And you need to have some time of preparation and also planning. How crazy would it be for us to just go ahead and start that building process over there without having no plan of completing it, right? That would be pretty pretty foolish of us, and it would, it would be years down the road, people would be driving, and they would be like, yep, there goes that church right there. They started the building project, and they didn't have a plan to finish it. That No one would want anything like that. And it's saying right here that we have to first pause, sit down, and count the cost. And so in order for us to build a life that counts, I believe that we have to first pause, we need to plan, and then we also need to evaluate. And so my assignment for today is before you begin. So probably around six months ago, um, me and Pastor Steven, we started having like this active passing conversation. Uh, it would happen at work, it would happen um, at the new building, it would happen 
in our neighborhood, and he would, it would be like, hey, we should start working out with each other. We should start going to the gym. And I would be like, whoa, I'm going to dodge that real quick. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want to do that. Um, and he would just keep on bringing it up, keep on bringing it up. Hey, we should start working out. And I'm just going to keep it real. It was a big, fat no for me. That's, that's what it was. Um, that's what I was thinking in my head anyway. Because when it comes to physical activity, if we're doing it for fun, you ask me to go play basketball, like, I am your guy every day, all day. I, I'm like a, I'm a hooper. At least I say I am. Dev will say I'm not a good shooter, but I used to shoot in his face all the time. And so, like, we're going we gonna to hoop, baby. We're going to hoop. And so I'm good. I, I go with you every day, all day, at least for about three games until I get tired. Then after that, I might need to tap out. I'm like, sup, somebody come get me. Um, but I'm your guy. But if you ask me to go running, which Devin has asked me to do, I'm not going to do that with your boy. I'm not going to do it. If you ask me to go to the gym, uh, I'll do it now, but like back back in the day, I'm like, no, nah, that that is not me. And so when he used to ask me this, everything within me was like, I really don't want to. This is a bad idea. Uh, and I was just thinking of every excuse that probably incorporated my daughter, because I was like, I, I can't get out of that. I, like, I gotta go take my daughter to her babysitter, and I gotta pick her up from work, and I gotta help Lindsay put her down at nighttime, because we rotate. But I gotta be fair, Pastor Stephen. And he's like, What if we do 6 a.m.? And I'm like, Oh gosh, <laughs> 6 a.m. Man, it's so much. I could be sleeping. I, like, I'm hoping at that point that, that Ari hasn't woken up and that I can just have an extra an hour and a half of sleep or something like that. Um, but I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, like, like, at that point, it's just an excuse for me not to do what he's asking. I'm like, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to work out. And so uh, I actually have a before and after picture. No, I'm just playing. I don't have that. <laughs> it wouldn't be any change. It's, it's the same. Um, <laughs> but we, we started working out, um, and, and it was, it's been cool. Like, we, the first couple of weeks, man, I'm just going to be real. Like, it would be funny. Like, I would get there, and, and he wouldn't be there. Or he would get there, and I wouldn't get there. And we just had to get our flow down, right? And so eventually we got synced up. We're doing great, and we got our routine down. This is how we warm up. These are the exercises that we're going to do. These are the ones that we're going to stay away from. Um, we just had to make a pretty good game plan. And I'm just going to be real. The first, every time we would start a new exercise, especially leg day, like, for the next four days, I'm done. I'm just, like, walking like this, and people hitting me. I'm like, don't touch me. Like, I'm sore everywhere. Um, Pastor Steven, he actually loves leg day. And so if you ever go work out with him, Pastor Steven, this is for you. If you ever go work out with Pastor Steven, recommend leg day because he will thank you. Just say that I sent him. Um, and so I would say now that we have somewhat of a flow down and uh, we're doing pretty great. But the one exercise that I probably dread the most is the bench press. That is something that I feel like intimidates me a lot. Um, it's something about the bench press. I get there and I get on the bench and I just feel like that the whole gym just just pauses and stops and look at me and be like, okay, what are you going to do? What you got? And I'm just like, I don't got much. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to get stuck. That's all that I got. And so the first couple of weeks that we, we would do that, like, I was just going through this internal struggle. And I even, I never even told Pastor Stephen this, but I'll be like, all right, this is going to be heavy. I don't know if I could do this. I don't want to get stuck. And then he can't actually help me get it off of me. That would be embarrassing then. And so this was all going through my head. Um, but the more we did it and the more that we showed up week in and week out, I began to develop a little bit more confidence there. And I had a mindset shift. I was like, okay, like I may not be as strong as I want to be, but this will help me get stronger. As I lift up the bar, I'm going to start strong. I'm going to breathe, and I'm going to execute. 
And that began, began to be my mindset. And I think that's something that is even spiritual, which leads me to my first point, that as we begin to build a life that counts, that we have to renew our mind. And so in Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. My question for you, you guys today, would be, what are some thoughts that are preventing you from building a life that counts? What are some things that maybe have happened last year that was hard, that was that was a little ugly, that was a, a, a hiccup or a hurdle in your life um, that you need to kind of maybe renew your minds about? I think one of the bigger, bigger things that we can kind of think about is fear, that we need to tackle fear sometimes. I woke up this morning and uh, hit the button for the garage. And as I'm, like, shimmying my way over to my car to get in, like, I look outside and I see snow and ice. And I'm just like, oh, snap. And like, I wasn't expecting this. I knew it was cold, but I didn't know all of this was going on. And my mind instantly goes to my fla- a flashback of last year when we had this snowstorm and we all showed up to church and everything was great. Everything was fantastic. But on the way going home, it wasn't, it wasn't that fun. Um, Matter of fact, me and my wife and Devin and his wife, we just all sliding down a hill in our cars like we we're on a roller coaster or something like that. And I was like, no, I don't want this to happen again. And so, but that's how fear, I think, could be in our lives. Like, they can bring up old things that happen, and they can bring up old triggers, and they can put us in a spot where we don't want to move forward. But I believe that we have to step up to that and tackle that fear so we can move forward. I think overcoming fear is a big thing as well. Sometimes we can fall into the trap of a victim mindset of like, this person did this to us, or I can't help it, or I'm not going to be able to get out of this situation. But I think for us, we have to believe that we are winners. I know that that's super simple, but we have to say, you know what, like, I can win in this area. I think we experience losses, but a loss doesn't have to be a loss. The only way that it stays a loss is that you never... That, that, we've, that we choose to never try again, honestly. I think when we choose to say, okay, this loss that we are experiencing is just a lesson. And as long as I'm not repeating the same lesson over and over and over again, it sets me up to be able to overcome failure. I believe that we also have to believe that things can change. And not just in our own ability, not what we are good at, not what we are talented at. I believe that we have to put our trust in our in our uh, faith in God, um, in Lamentations 3, 21 through 24, it says this. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. And I think that we have to put our security and our hope in him knowing that regardless of what we've done, his mercies are new every morning, that he's the one that's always faithful. And because of that, we can make it through and we can overcome. I believe that we have to be able to to utilize that and seize the moment. You know, if as moments come in, like we have to say, like, I am like if we have a bad moment, say we have a bad day, say we have a bad month. We have to not allow that moment to stop the future moments that are going to happen, right? Like there are 1,440 minutes in every day. 
but I can't let a five-minute conversation that goes sideways affect the rest of my day. Like, there are seven days in a week. I can't let a bad day from anything that happens allow that to mess up my whole week. And so I think we have to learn how to seize the moment and say, I'm going to do the absolute best I can with what I've been given. And when we do that, I believe that we won't regret our past, and also we dispel anxiety over our future. And so as we step into 2022, I want to challenge us. If you haven't had like a moment of reflection, I've been looking at social media and everybody's doing like their recap posts and showing all their highlights and all their cool things with the music and everything. I'm like, oh, that's cute. That's awesome. That's real cool. But if you haven't had a true moment of reflection where you sit down, you turn on some worship music, you pull out your journal, maybe a cup of coffee, and you're going to be like, hey, like this is what last year in reality looked like for me. Here's the good, bad. Here's the ugly. And God, I want to give this to you, and as I step into this new year, I'm asking you to cover and protect me, right? And so I want to, like, I want to really encourage you, if you haven't done that, to be able to do that, because I believe that that will set you up for success. Um, and so renewing our mind is the very first thing we have to do as we begin to build a life that counts. The second thing that we have to do is we have to build a crew. Um, over the last few months, I've had the pleasure of uh, talking a lot with Eric Pretmore, and he's a, a general contractor of what we're doing over here at Olive Street, the new location. And so it's been really cool because I, I am over the AVL project. And so that's audio, that's video, that's lights. Let me help you guys. Like all the house lights in here, all the stage lighting, the projectors, what you hear, the beautiful music from the worship team. They did awesome this morning. Like this is all that covers the cameras back there, computers, everything. And so if you were to go to the new building right now, none of that exists over there, right? Nothing. And so we, I've been over the project of figuring out, okay, what do we need? How much of it do we need? Um, and all of that. And it's been, it's been crazy. And like, it's a lot of stuff that I know. And it's a lot of stuff I don't know. But as much as that is, it's still just one portion of what we're doing over there at the new building. And so if you walk over there and you see everything, like, it's, it's really coming together and it's, and it's looking great. And that's, like, that's what Eric is doing. Like, he's overseeing all of it. He's touching it all. He's thinking about it all. He's managing it all. And I'm like, dude, I am impressed because there's no way that I would want to wrap my head around that by myself um, and just kind of navigate that. But as knowledgeable as he is, um, and he, he is very knowledgeable, if, if he were to go over there by himself and he would try to do the whole remodel process with his own two hands by himself, there is no way in the world that he would be able to do it, especially not in the time frame that we're trying to do it in, right? We're trying to get over there. We're ready to get, we're ready to get it going. Um, but there's no way that he would be able to do that. But, like, in the same way, like, how do we look when we are trying to navigate our lives, the purpose that God has for us, and we're trying to do it all by ourselves. When we don't want to invite help in, when we don't want anyone to speak into our lives, when we don't want anyone to help us, that is how we look. We look kind of silly, and we are setting ourselves up for failure when we do that. And so I think that we have to know that we have to build a crew. And your crew is honestly just the people that we do life with. Um, here at the house, we want you to be able to find your crew, do life with your crew, and be able to jump right on in. And you may be asking yourself, like, what does that look like? And if you are a seasoned vet, you've been here for a couple years, you may have your people that you're running with. But I think we also have to be careful to not discount other people that God may want to bring into our lives, right? 
Because we know what we want and we know what we like, but God knows what we need. And so sometimes I think that we have to be open to what God wants to bring into our lives. And we have to continue to build intentional relationships, even though we have some that we have already built. I think maybe if you're kind of newer here and you're trying to find your footing and you're trying to find your direction a little bit, I think you have to be around. I think you have to be invested. Like what good is a team and how can they help you if you're not around for them to help you, if you're not around for them to call you. And so we have to be open to that. And we also have to invite truth and love into our lives. Um, I know we're in this brand new year. And I mean, if we have any proactive people in here, you probably already know what your look, your your uh, your year looks like, right? You probably already got your vacation spots mapped out. You probably know what you're doing for your birthday, getaway weekend, holla at your boy. You probably already know what you're doing for anniversary. You probably already know what you're doing for a lot of that. Um, but as we are doing that, I want to encourage us to not put church at the bottom of that list and to miss that completely, right? Come on, we talked about the tile earlier where that's the first 10% of what we do. And I think that that can be applicable to even our time in relationship that we spend with God. I think that if we're giving him our leftovers or if we're not prioritizing him, how can we expect to grow and how can we expect to have that team that we're trying to build? And so for you in your particular family, I think that you have to figure out what, the, what does that look like for you? Maybe you were committed really good on Sundays, but you were in zero life groups. Well, maybe a challenge for you this year is to say, hey, I'm going to take a step. What is my step this year? Maybe I want to do more in growth track. Maybe I want to do more in life groups. And as we do that, I think that we will be able to find our crew and be able to continue to build there. Um, the one thing that I just love about the house is that we are strategic, right? There's nothing wrong with being intentional. Sometimes people look at that as a weird thing, but I think it takes a level of intentionality to be able to build and to say, like, this is where we are going. And so we are building this place as a place to build life. Um, there is opportunity here. There is vision here for you. And there is room for you to grow and to, and to seek everything that you want to do or you feel like the Lord has in your heart. And as we are building, I mean, even thinking about Olive Street, we're not just building it for us, right? It's not a country club. It's not a vacation home that we're building. We are thinking about the people that we haven't even met yet. The people, the students that are going to walk through the doors and be able to come to uh end-of-the-year retreat and be able to hear about Jesus for the first time and be able to accept him and be able to start a path of righteousness and say, God, like, I want you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. We're thinking about the marriages that are going to come in and maybe they've been lonely. Maybe they don't have couple friends and maybe they need people to be able to connect with and build with. We're thinking about singles who, amen, is going to be able to find their spouse in the house of the Lord because they're going to come through. We're thinking about all the people that we have not even even met yet. And in the same way that we're building that building for people we haven't met yet, we are also building our lives for people we haven't met yet. We are building our lives for something that counts. And so for us, I think I think it's important. Obviously, we have the first one that we want to renew our mind. And then the second one is that we have to build our crew. Um, but I think it's really cool as we get down to the third one here, just kind of hearing the story of like how God has brought us to the place where we're going to be going to our future home. Um, if you've been here like the past month, you probably heard Pastor Stephen bring up stories of like his initial thoughts about our new home, right? 
He didn't really like it that much. He was like, if someone brought it up, he was like, nope, I don't like that place. Nope, it doesn't look good. It's, it's not desirable, and it needs a lot of work. And I think sometimes God does lead us to places that at initial glance, it doesn't look desirable. <laughs> and we're like, the work that I feel like I have to put into that, I don't want to really have to do all of that. But I think to the third point here, that we have to be willing to follow his leading. Um, how I view it is like, my life is like a book. My whole life is like a book. And each year that the Lord has allowed me to live and will allow me to live is a chapter in my life. And with each new chapter comes uh, new highs and lows, new new things that I'm going to have to overcome, new things that I'm going to be able to step into. It comes a, a lot of new opportunities and all that. But with with that chapter, like, I have to be willing to actually go through each one and live through it. We all know those people who are re- who like don't like reading a full book, right? They skip to the end. They skip to the last page. Or if you're watching a Netflix series, you're going to go to the last episode. Or you're Googling, who dies at the end of this season? Like, we all know those people who skip to the end. But when we do that, it's really difficult for us to appreciate because we can do that in our lives, right? We could be in one season and we're not really there. Like we're single, but we're ready to get married. We're married, but we're ready to have kids. We have kids, but we're ready for them to be outside the house. We could always be going to the next step and not enjoying the season that we actually live in. But I think we have to pause and we have to slow down and we have to say, okay, God, I'm going to live in this season and I'm going to allow you to lead me through every step of it. You know, when we follow God and everything that he has for us, I I think we begin to create a legacy. Um, And what I think about is my mom creating a legacy for uh, for our family of leading, following God's leading. Um, For her, she she got saved in college and um, she was in college and Man, she she learned about the Lord. She was on fire for the Lord. And eventually she moved back home. Um, and I don't know if you ever if you ever been in a situation like that before, like I have where I went off to college and I didn't know what my next step was, my immediate next step was. And so I moved back home. And I think that when you do that, like there is a lot of opportunity for things to become like stagnant and for you to kind of like fall into a funk and for you to just kind of follow the routine of the land, like whatever is there. Um, But for her, she felt led to go to a new church. Um, And I think that was a big deal for her because that was not the same church that my grandmother was going to. Um, And there there was opportunity for there to be like strife there, like, hey, why do you want to leave the church? Why do you want to go to this church? But she felt like for her that that was something that the Lord was calling her to do. And so um, she ends up going to that church, and um, I believe that the Lord started to to do a work in her life, and it really began to transform a lot of the things, uh, like her thought process and the things that she wanted to to pursue. And I think that it was great because, like, here I go, years later, this is the church that I grew up in. This is the church that I heard about the Lord, and I I got saved. Um, I was blessed, and I was being... I was being able to be important to. So my gifts were being cultivated. I was learning about the person that I wanted to be. And so fast forward years and years later, I have a decision to make for myself. And I feel like the Lord calls me to Northwest Arkansas. And um, I've talked about this before, but that was something that was super difficult for me. Like I have never been 
away from my family that far. It's like, this takes me like six and a half to seven hours to go see my family. And so to be that far away from my family, um, it, it's, it was a challenge. But I came up here because I feel like the Lord called me up here. And um, he brought my wife to me. He brought my wife up here. We were able to start up here together. And that was great. And we have a baby girl. And I think it's cool because one day here she will be able to hear about the Lord and be able to make a decision to follow Christ and be able to, to, to do to follow his leading and so I think that that's a blessing because it's a story of a legacy of following God that I know that my mom wasn't even thinking about and I wasn't even thinking about until we had our baby girl I was like dang like this is so cool that we are setting her up for success and that's what we are doing as a church, as a body, as a whole, when we are following God's lead as we do things, we are setting other people up to do the same. And we are creating a legacy of people following the Lord. And so today, man, I'm not saying that God is going to call your baby away from you or that like people are going to move or, or anything like that. But I'm saying whatever that may be, whatever that may be, maybe that's starting a business. Maybe maybe that's starting a new relationship. Maybe that's starting a new friendship. Maybe that's being intentional. We have to be willing to follow his leading, whatever it looks like, even if it may be difficult. And so he may call you to something different. He may call you to something that's same, but he wants you to have a different mindset about it. Um, but as we close today, I know that this, that this message can just seem like it's only talking about just your foundation. And for people, say you've been saved for a long time, or you've been in the faith a long time, we can maybe omit some of that because we're like, okay, my foundation is good. Um, but one thing that I think is super cool is that when we started this new building project, like it wasn't from the ground. Like the, the, the foundation was there and much more was actually there as well. If you came to serve day, you saw how much was there last year, right? There was a lot of stuff in there, old cassette tapes, old vinyls, old just equipment. I think I saw the staff of Moses over there in the corner somewhere. Like it was just a lot of stuff that was there and we had to clean it out. And I think that it could be the same for us because that building needed a reset. But this morning, I'm here to tell you that you can have a reset as well. Even if your foundation is there, even if your structure is already up, you can have a reset this morning. If you were to walk over there, it is phenomenal to see like the change in, now the beams are up, some of the wood is up, and I'm, I'm being able to visualize, this is what this place is going to look like. This is gonna be awesome, and it is completely different. And we can have that very same experience this morning. And so what I wanna do, is I just want us to think for a second. Like, what does our foundation look like? What does our structure look like? What does everything, if, we, if you were to walk through the building of what is your life, like, what would you find? What would it be the old remnants of, like, an old job or an old relationship or a past hurt that is still lingering there in your corners, in, in, in the rooms? And I think that God is saying, listen, I want to touch that this morning. I want to heal that this morning. I want to renew your mind about the way that you think about that. I want, I want to develop a team with you and to surround you to say you can go to the next step. I want you to follow my leading so we can go through this together. 
Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.